Cav BL Radio is back. It's Wednesday around 1 o'clock Eastern time. Um, no real update on what's going on with the season, so I figured with everything going on, having just had the draft that I created, and then the, the off-season kind of dragging, I um, figured I'd throw a little content out there. Um, for the most part, I'm going to discuss the draft and what I was trying to do and just little things that, you know, if you, the, the wording and how, how it related to some of the grades or some of the ratings, I guess. Is this, oh, why is that doing that? Um, I also have the Champions League game on. So if I stop talking for 10 seconds, I'm watching the Tottenham game. Uh, not that I have any like pulling, but I just like watching soccer. So feel free to call me gay. Um, I will say that this draft was way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I expected it to be, grade-wise, a few B-pluses and then a bunch of Bs and B-minuses, which is kind of what we got, but we got the 1A-minus. And I think that with – I'm going to go through um, per grade. Um, so I'm going to go right down the list for the guys I wrote. So – Watson will obviously be one. He went first to the Heat. He was an A minus. He's nineteen, small forward only. Um, I've realized that some of the one position guys. One second, what, well, buddy? Come here. Um, some of the one position guys are tend to tend to be better grades because they don't have that versatility. So I feel like. If this guy was written, he was shooting guard, small forward, he'd probably be a B or a B plus and just not be as good at, at certain things. So I think that there's a trade-off with him being one position. Um, again, all this is based on progression, but just looking at it now, I mean, he's on his way to being a complete a complete stud. And I, I wanted to I, – I, my goal was to have one really, really good two, two-way player. I think he ended up being it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, he can score. His rebounding solid for a small forward. He has some steals. Um, and his D and off, like he seven eight six eight on, on offense, no matter what defender you put on him, unless they're they're good in, in, in all three, you know, is going to be a mismatch, presumably, if he gets better at all of them. And defensively, he can hold his own against any. Um, offensively, I was looking... He's already better than what Divine was when Divine was drafted. Now, I know Divine got those insane jumps. Divine didn't have the 3 GA, I don't believe, when he got drafted. So, um, he's better rebounder, a little bit worse st- passing. But it, it's he's, a, he's better than what I thought. I thought he'd have volume, but I thought his volume for 3 would be around like 45-50. Then I thought his 2 GA volume would be a little bit higher. But um, his rebounding and steals make him a, just a well-rounded small forward. You could plug him into any any team day one, and he's going to be great two-way player. And you're really, really not going to have to worry about him. Um, sorry, guys, one second. So I think he was the clear number one. Um, some people. Not some people, but like Smath, 
on draft day was just kind of talking about it. And he's like, is this, is this the guy? And I, I said, I, if you're one position in the write-up was as solid as it was and he's an A-, minus, I just don't see where his flaw would be. And we're getting into like flaws and, and jumps and grades when we talk about the next guy. But I just thought that Watson was a clear, clear, number, um, clear number one and clearly went first. And after draft, after the grades, I have him still number one. Uh, all right, going right down. Now I'm going down the, the grade list. So the next one's going to be Darwin Peters. Um, he went, I believe he went seventh to the Thunder when the Thunder somehow ended up with the seventh pick by trading and they got red. I don't know. Uh, we can talk about that at nauseum. I originally liked the deal, but for for the Knicks, but the amount that he gave up with Bartel too to get seven, then to give up red and seven for Rafi, just kind of escalated his timeline. But anyway, talking about Peters, um, I wrote all of these with like none of them are based off of real players. It was just like combinations of guys more so in the league. Like Watson, I kind of wrote up with a uh, <clears throat> just like an all-around type game, like something you really want, but just the one position I thought might hurt him and actually ended up helping him. Um, I kind of wrote up Darwin or DPJ as like a Anton mix with with passing in a different position, just something that makes him like so unique. If you look at the the ratings for him. You know, he doesn't. I thought that his one issue would be that his volume would be like close to Moeller on offense. Like his 2GA would be like Moeller esque, like a 65, a 70. And that would just completely tank any of his, not any of his value, but a lot of his value. But with it being 46 40 and almost no 3GA, like he's a perfect plug and play um, guy. He's got 66 assists, 77 steal, 51 block, and he's a 7779. Small forward, power forward. He's going to be around for a long time. He's just, he's one of those guys that you put him on a team and it doesn't matter, you know, even on a a low volume team, he's not going to be the one taking a ton of your shots. And I think that that for him will go a long way. Now, he's not a great rebounder, um, especially if you have to play him at power forward. So you got to have a little bit more rebounding other places, but he just does so much of everything except score that, you know, he's going to be, in my opinion, a coveted guy around the league. Now, when I wrote him, this is kind of what I expected with higher volume. And the offense is exactly like 2-2-2-4. Two, 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 like, clearly, he, doesn't, he just doesn't play defense. Um, it's really impressive to me that KJ can take the information that's written and more or less dictate, I think Cress was saying this in the chat yesterday, that the guys came out exactly how he wanted and if you could see them play. And, you know, like I have in my mind, and I, not that I do a whole spreadsheet, but like as I'm writing, I'm like, oh, this would be about what the rating I'm expecting. And I try to write it to that point. So like if I want him to be a really high assist guy, you know, you got to kind of find the words that are going to make it seem that, He's not just passing to pass that he passes the open player. He passes well in transition. It's not just, you know, he he can pass. You, I feel like there have to be adjectives as to what, or he's not going to be exactly what you want, and that's fine. And some of these guys I wrote with hoping KJ would just kind of mix it up and, and do whatever he wanted, and we'll get into them. But Peters, 
I think if you redraft him, I have him five or six. I think it all depends on not that fit, but like what you like to do. Um, for him, like for Z, this would not make any sense. This guy being the first guy of your rebuild, because I'd rather him be ready. He's he's ready now as a defensive player. Like I want to put him in and go. Like he might win a few games defensively for a bad team that you don't want. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm happy with the way he turned out and he turned out way better than I thought just cause his volume isn't as high. All right. Grades. Um, oh, and Peters is 19 as well. All right. The next guy, Rel Ballard, uh, power forward center, 21. He went second to the Grizz. I had wrote him up with small forward eligibility, but I knew I had a feeling that either him or him or Collins would get it taken away. Um, so Ballard and, you know, I've had a conversation, I've had conversation about how with Mike and with Goulet and, and such about where I thought he, he would fall. I thought he had a bust potential when he was written only because we've seen guys with the assist get jacked up so much. Um, Where's his stats? So get jacked up so much because, like, look at Bradley. Bradley wasn't amazing on draft day. He was a B plus, and it's because he had extra extra uh, passing. So I just I was wary of him. Like I got you know it's hard to pass up a B plus at two, especially when he fits your need so well. Like I'm curious if if um, Smath had two, like where he would have gone in this draft. I presume he would have gone Barkley because he already had bigs. But, it, you know, like, does he go Rel? Does he go Wat- um, not Watson, Peters? But I think that Ballard fits a need for the Grizz. You know, he's already going to be able to score. His rebounding is very solid base for a 21 rookie. He can pass some steal, a little bit of block, and his defense is already well-rounded. Um I was definitely higher on Mason coming out than Ballard. I didn't even have Ballard in my top five. Um, I just I didn't know what exactly to expect. I kind of wrote him that he was he was like the not the bell cow of, of that championship team, but that he that I let I definitely left openings for for KJ to to nick him if if, if he felt the need, um, but. He didn't. He made him a B plus. Now, again, everyone says, you know, great job, Kyle. I could rewrite these exact same things in two seasons, and you're going to have four Bs, a bunch of B minus. You know, it doesn't take much to knock down some of these players. So it just so happened that this was a, a, a good draft overall. It had nothing to do with me. I mean, I put time into the write-ups. And the final 10 were actually on my old laptop that I, I had to buy a new one because my, lab, my old laptop died. So... I kind of made the last 10 or so by one second. Well, buddy. Freaking cats are on ballistic. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, I had, you know, that he would be a well-rounded, team-oriented guy. He actually has more volume than I think I had planned on when he was written, um, which is, is fine, but I thought he'd be more of a, you know, like a – more of a uh, not pass first, but that he'd have more assists 
in relative to his scoring than he he's going to have. So he, I, I think that there's the other thing with Ballard is I didn't think he'd have the scoring potential. And there's a guy that you can more or less find every year outside of the passing for a big that's that rebounds and defends. So he was a nice surprise as far as as the volume aspect of it. Um, Next grade was uh, LaShawn Barkley, B, uh, 21 years old, point guard, shooting guard, small forward. Uh, I took him fourth. Um, I actually had him second when, on my, my big board, so I was happy that he was going to land fourth. And just I think that the way it went ahead of me, it was, it was pretty obvious. I, I talked to X, I talked to Smath about what the draft would actually be. Uh, it was clear that Watson was going one, and and uh, what's-his-name had made it very clear that Ballard was going two. So it was really, I wanted Barkley. Um, so it was very clear that it was going to be Z, and I, I had mentioned, I talked to Z. I threw him like a bullshit offer of four and something out, like some one of my young guys I won't use for three just to guarantee that I got Barkley. Um he said no. He was between Barkley and Cage, so he ended up taking Barkley or Cage, which left Barkley for me. And with Barkley, I wrote him to be Hastings light. Like he's not exactly Hastings. He's not as good of a rebounder. He's not as he Hastings had that like that drive. Oh, where is he? Hastings had the drive offense, which Barkley does. Andy is the outside. Hastings shot the three, but Hastings rebound a lot better, but he didn't have steals. So I'm curious how this plays off because the defense is almost exactly from draft day. 6-4-4-6 is kind of what Hastings had. Hastings never got the drive D, but I don't know where I see Barkley. I mean, ratings-wise, he'd probably be a fun point guard, but he doesn't have a ton of assists or a ton of steals, which is what I like <laughs> My point guards to have, so I'm going to play it out. I mean, I have my pick, and I said to Ricky, I said, is it smart for me? Like, I think I can get the eight seed if I really want to, if I want to add. Like, if I find the right add, I'll do it. But I said, or is it just smart for me just to go to the nine seed and just, you know, take one more shot at the lotto before my guys get better again? I said, it just doesn't make sense to get blown out by the Raps in four games and pick 11th. I'd rather have the chance to pick higher. So we'll see what the first two Sims bring before I actually make any decisions on if I'm adding or not or see what UFA brings. But Barkley is exactly, <clears throat> almost exactly what I what I had thought writing-wise. I like the high, the low turnover, well, high turnover, high turnover rating, meaning low turnovers. Um, but yeah, him going, I mean, him four, if you were to redo this draft, I think just ratings-wise, no need, nothing, I think he's third. Um, Ballard's probably second, um, and Watson's a clear one. I don't know that who would push him for the, the top three, um, and we can get into it as we go on. Uh, draft, where are we at? Uh, grades. All right, Alvin Woods, shooting guard, small forward, 24 years old. Now, I had had a conversation probably 12 drafts. Whenever Sanderson was drafted and he was a 24-year-old rookie 
and Ziad said, you know, it's weird that it's a 24-year-old coming into the league, like, and the write-up didn't have the reason why. You know, so when I when I had decided to put an older guy in, I kind of took that into account, and that's why I wrote it, that he had, you know, other obligations he had to take care of, and that's why um, he's just entering now. But it was, I mean, it was clear from the write-up that he was a guy that could score and rebound from the wing position. And I think that um, the one thing that I thought when I wrote him that his FTA would be a little bit higher. Um, I get why KJ didn't do it. Like it would just make him extremely tough offensively. But um, yeah, I thought his free throw would be like 52, 53. I mean, 43 is not bad, but this was not a high free throw class outside of cage. Um, I think he's like second highest only to, to Barkley. Everybody else was, was, 40 or below so I, I mean clearly a couple couple years of progressions but the thing I wanted to make him ready now and I wasn't sure where that would go I mean if you just take his ratings with a, a solid defensive base but he doesn't do any playmaking but he rebounds really well like I'm curious if he's 21 where he goes comparatively to um, him being 24 and then he got scooped up at 8 by the Clippers, um, and I know that had the Knicks kept seven, Woods would have gone seven. Um, he liked the ready now scoring wing that he, he needed, which probably, in retrospect, might have been a better option, keep red. Um, I know I've talked about it. I think Mike has. I think the play, you know, if he really wanted to and he was building for, I mean, he's clearly going for it now. But if he was building for the future, the play might be trade Kowalski, move red to point guard, and have drafted this kid. Look, whatever he wants to do, I I can I uh, credit him for just wanting to go for it. Um, I also think he just likes the trading aspect of it, much like Crest. And he's going to trade himself into good teams, and he's going to trade himself out of good teams. So nothing wrong with that. But you know, X gets a guy that that next to Shigar will be. A nice little uh, scoring guard that you won't really notice his defensive playmaking mishaps because of Sugar. So be curious to see what X adds around it if Woods is off the bench. But yeah, a solid. You know, he went he went eighth, and while he's a little bit older, he might not have as long of a, a career, but solid offensive scorer. Moving forward. All right, Darnell Cage, uh, 18, shooting guard, small forward, B. He was, his write-up was fun for me to do. Um, he was written at, supposed to be an offensive stud. Um, and outside of Watson, I, I think Z still takes Cage at two just because of the age and the upside, and Z's so early in a rebuild. But Cage is a guy that if Z doesn't take him, I wasn't taking him at four. I would have taken Mason if Barkley went three. I was much higher on Mason than everybody I talked to. Um, but I'll get to Mason when, when he comes up. If K 
Cage, three point. His ratings are almost identical to what I I had in my mind for him. He was where is he? Fifty six, forty seven. His free throw isn't really good. Seventy five, seventy five, and then his three is sixty nine, thirty two. If he can sh- learn how to shoot a three, he'll be a problem offensively by the time he's like twenty two, twenty three. Um, phenomenal rebounder for the wing position. He has some passing. He doesn't steal. He just doesn't. Um, and he's almost his ratings outside of the volume aspect are, are similar to to Hastings. Um, which was not my intention. I think it's just kind of how it played out because Hastings could pass. He could rebound, but he couldn't steal. His turnover was low. Um, and he got to the free throw line a ton. He just didn't shoot as well. So it, I, it's, again, not completely like him, but his defense of one through nines are going to make him very polarizing. Moving forward, four four three four. I think actually going back to another one of my guys, um, Sharky. Sharky was like a five 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 or something or something similar to that when I drafted him, and I had him for five seasons before we did the reboot, and he had never gotten a defensive one through nine. So if he gets a few bumps in his first couple of years to the defensive side, I mean he's going to be a usable player. It's going to be what happens to that defense. Um, he went third to the Suns. And I think that he was going to the Suns or the Lions when this was written, just based on timeline and age. Um, I think he could have gone to the Lakers too, but I think that the the Lakers would not have liked the no steals part of his his write up. So I really think that the Lions or the the Suns were the one getting him in the top ten. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see where he ends up. Like as a player, and I I don't get attached to guys I wrote. Like I won't go trade for random guys in this just because I wrote them. But he's a guy that like I would love for him to end up being an all star. But I can easily see him not getting a massive contract if his shooting is awful. Like if once he hits RFA, if he hasn't learned how to shoot, like I'd be curious what what kind of contract he ends up getting. So yeah. Uh, grades. J.P. Matthews, um, power forward center, 21. He was a B, but he's a B with a, a caveat. Caveat. He falls a fuck ton of times. Um, I kind of wrote him with Clayton in mind. <laughs> it's funny that Smath is the one that ends up drafting him, you know, mid, mid first. With that high of a grade, I mean, his ratings come out, and they look really good. Like, if you look at him and you don't read the, the write-up, he's he's up there uh, as far as just what the ratings say. Where is he? 56, 52, 45, 40 from three. Eh, okay, rebounder. A little bit of blocks, and his defense is well-rounded, but his offense is 8, 6, 8, 5. So, like, he's a matchup problem on, on offense, presumably. I mean, it's going to be hard to defend that at power forward center. But, you know, you I, I and again, I have no clue. I wrote it, I've, the same information that everybody else has is that he's high foul. So, if that means 25 minutes a game, you know, he's a bench piece. Making him, making him same, with, same problem I had with Clayton when people wanted to make him a starter. 
One game he's going to play 33 minutes, the next game he's going to play 13. You're not guaranteeing anything. I'd rather have a bench, um, him off the bench, knowing that you're getting 20 minutes and points so that you can make your starting lineup consistent on him. Um, I would not have drafted him unless I traded back into the first, at t- like in the 20s, just because I don't like not knowing. But like it makes total sense for Smath for a team that has all these bigs that he can just kind of sit on them. And realistically, he's a nice, like, if Smath's trying to close the deal, you know, and he's on day six of deciding if he wants to close that deal and all it takes is throwing Matthews in because he's a young prospect, so be it. It's not like it's any skin off a Smath's back. Um, I'm sure I'll get shit for busting on him, but whatever. Um, yeah, he's a solid player. Who? It's, if the foul's not as bad as what was written... He's going to be a steal wherever he went. Where'd he go? Uh, J.P. Matthews. He went 16. Also, a fun thing looking at this. From 9 to 20 in the draft, nobody made their own pick. Usually, there's a few sprinkled in there that like aren't sure. So, clearly, everybody that was like fighting to make the playoffs or miss the playoffs were... were Guys that had others' picks. So, just a fun little um, while I looked at this. Let's see. Grades. Next guy was uh, Tevin Collins. Uh, 21, small forward, power forward, center. Uh, B minus. When he was written and I don't know if anybody caught this in the chat there were a few names that I like tried and then the other ones were guys that I I had written them but I hadn't really written names and it was fantasy football season so I just kind of went on to a a football thing and just combined names so that's kind of why you see like if if like LaShawn Barkley is LaShawn McCoy and and Saquon Barkley I was on running backs at the time. So, yeah, it's uh, it's fun to – the names to me is the hardest part because I really have no connection to the names whatsoever. So, but um, Tevin Collins, he was he went, what, 14 again to Smath. I feel like we're going to say to Smath a lot. Um, his skill set, he's a good rebounder, but, again, he doesn't steal. His defense is okay across the board. He's a guy that he'll never be a top-of-the-line starter, even at B-minus, um, without massive progressions. Like He's a good rebounder, but he's just not – he doesn't do anything else. He's got some passing with no steal, a little bit of block, and eh, across the board everywhere else. Um, writing him, I kind of wanted him – I think Ballard was supposed to be better and Collins was going to be the least effective – but I thought he'd have a little bit more volume because in the write-up, even though his points didn't show it, I wrote that he has the potential, but he played with two better scorers. So I thought that Collins would have a little bit more volume, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. And he ended up, he's probably more of a small forward, power forward moving forward, but we'll see. And he's a guy, even at 21, he's going to need two or three years of progressions to really you know, become become solid. In my opinion, he's more of like a, a trade asset for for Smath, especially with with Watson and uh, 
all his bigs. He's ready to go now. Uh, <clears throat> I don't. I didn't like redraft outside of like the top five or six. He probably would be right around where he went, 14, 15. Um, but clearly I thought he was going to be a little bit better than he was. So, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> next is Tyrese Mason, uh, power forward center, 19, B minus. I really liked him. I, I, you know, when you're right, like, I don't know if anybody else does this, but when I'm writing a guy, I just kind of write it and I don't know exactly how it it flows the first time, so I go back and reread it, and and then when I actually sit down to read it for like guys, what grades they have, and then what their flaws could be, I really liked Mason. I thought he he wasn't written like this, but I thought maybe he had a little bit of, of hoss in him, and the fact that he's a the B minus, but he could score, um, a good rebounder. I get it, his defense wasn't quite ready, but that he, you know, was a hard worker. I don't know, again, I don't know if, if KJ would go in and change change that to make it seem like he's a better, like his, uh, what is it, intangible, whichever, whatever one makes him get a higher, um, better progressions. Um, I think that I... I had him higher. I kept trying to trade into the draft to get him. I offered three or four picks to Smath at nine or ten for Mason. I would have let him pick if it wasn't Mason at nine. I didn't really care. Um, I tried to get in on Ken's pick at six, but Ken was drunk. Um, uh, Goulet didn't want to trade, and who picked eighth? Oh, XX was win now, which makes sense on Woods. Um, I still would have Mason in my top five, but I would actually have him behind Ballard now, which I didn't pre-draft. Um, but I will say that I think that Mason's ceiling is higher. Um, just because, and I know this is going to sound crazy, maybe because I, you know, he's the one I'm connected to, but I think he has a chance to be like an extremely well-rounded defender. Um, his blocks are already really good, so say he adds to that, and his his rebounding is phenomenal. So I think if he was to get some volume, blocks and defense one through nine, it's like he'd be stud. Now I know you know six five six five isn't what you want out of a power forward, but we've had that discussion with you know how much does PD really matter? Now I think it matters more. Like I'd rather have a guy. It's like. Seven five nine five instead of nine five seven five, but Omar is the opposite way. Um, what it means to team defense, I don't know, but people are gravitating towards three pointers, so maybe the outside shot matters. So everybody has their own opinion, but yeah, I'm I'm high on Mason. Um, yeah, he he's more or less what I thought. I thought he might be a little bit more volume but everything else was kind of spot on. Um, he was one of the ones I like, and maybe this is why I like him so much, is I liked writing him because he was kind of like the quote-unquote underdog story. Like, he wasn't supposed to be there. Um, my goal with him was to make him be somebody that w- could land anywhere in the top 10. And that's kind of what it was. Like, if you talk to different GMs, 
they had different obviously rankings and not everyone's going to show you their whole big board i mean i was pretty open because i knew what my top four was um i wasn't going to take cage so it was watson barkley ballard mason um especially this early like i'm not trying to compete next year i was not worried about picking somebody that would clash with with mercer if anything it gave i could move one of them later so um i'm excited to see what he ends up becoming let me just check the time on this oh only 32 minutes because i think that he's one that you know his ceiling could be really really high although ballard's well maybe i'm just down on ballard because the grace took him and i know that he's going to sit there and possibly not win anything so we'll see moving forward uh grades uh, Larry Jones Jr. He was one of the two written after one, two of my cats. Uh, cats are Chipper and Mookie. And um, if you follow baseball, Chipper Jones for the for the Braves, his first name was Larry. Um, that doesn't have anything to do with the write up. It was just more the name. Uh, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, twenty one B minus. Um, his defense is good. His one through nines, but he ended up. I think he went sixth to the. Lakers, and he just ended up not being, he doesn't have the volume to be like a super high scorer. His rebounding is is good, especially offensively, but his steals and blocks aren't, his blocks are all right, but his steals aren't great. Um, but, he, you know, he does have the eight drive offense, and he has power forward eligibility, and he can play defense. So I think that you know, in time, he'd be he's a fun matchup at small forward, power forward. Uh, I don't see him necessarily being like a, a shooting guard because I personally like scoring out of my shooting guards. So I, he's not a guy that's going to get you twenty without massive progressions. Uh, writing him, I wanted a guy that can that was a matchup problem and that could play all three positions defensively, which is shocking. KJ nailed it, um, but he's a guy. I don't know that the Lakers wait on him. I think that Ken has certain guys that fit what he likes in this. He doesn't steal, and he doesn't score. So I, I just don't see Ken keeping him for the duration of his rookie contract. You know, he's he moved off of Selby real quick. So we'll see what he ends up um, becoming. But, yeah. So next. Oh, and he went, yeah, sixth. I said that. Uh, point guard, DJ Kennington, B minus 20. He fell all the way to 16, 17 to the Blazers. Um, his write up was just one of those old, like, I, I think I used the term old school in the, the, the write up. Let's see. I could fucking find him. That'd be great. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. High IQ. Really good on runs the offense. And just an okay defender. But a guy that can rebound. Like, he looks kind of like... And I, I think that um, Ricky said this to me. He hopes that before ratings came out that he was like the, the point guard that the, the Nuggets have, that Prince guy. Um, and he kind of is. He's, he's not somebody that's going to, like, 
be amazing, but he's going to have a very clear and defined role for years as a point guard in this league if he can pass, rebound, and get some steals. And if you look at the grades, that's kind of exactly what he does. It's solid 37-60 rebound for a point guard, 71 assists, 47 steal, decent turnover rating. And his defense is nothing, but again, and I've said this, I think I, I actually was having a conversation with Gillette the other day about how I like Brunson over Timpkins, like personally, like as a, as a player, because as a point guard, give me the one through 99s. Give me the assists, give me the steals over the one through nines. Like, yeah, the one through nines are like sexy and they look good, but realistically, we've said it, how many scoring point guards are there really? Doyle? I mean, even still in this draft, like Barkley? Are you really worried about him? You know, it just, to me, I'd rather have the counting stats than the one through nines for a position that traditionally doesn't have scorers. So, back to Kennington, he has exactly what I'd want. You know, 71 assist, can rebound, can steal, doesn't shoot a ton, plug and play. Um, I'll make a prediction that this guy's not on Ricky's team by the trade deadline of this season. Because I just don't Ricky wants players now and in my and I'm not even doing this his ratings are probably warrant a top twelve pick in this draft. I haven't sat down and actually done them out where I take them just based on value. But with him being a point guard and having those, I mean we got all excited for, for Brunson who's a I know I'm skipping around, I'm sorry. Uh what is he? Brunson, Brunson. He's a 82-70-50. Kennington, 71-47-45. But Brunson's a 10-17 rebounding. And Kennington's 37-60. So, again, taking out the one through nines, it's not like they're like insanely that far off. So, um, yeah. Ended up being a much better player than I thought during the write-up. I, I wrote him almost... I wrote three point guards that kind of all sounded similar that were supposed to have different one through nines, and they kind of did. Um, maybe that's why he fell, because Brunson and Francis kind of were the same player with a little bit, you know, obviously a little bit more to each one. But it wasn't my intention. I just kind of, I've been doing this for a couple seasons because I knew it was my draft. So anyway. Uh, Collins, Mason, Jones, Kennington. Uh, Armisen, um, this will be quick. He wasn't, I mean, he is exactly, he's, Lakers got him, I don't know, mid-first, I think. Guy can score. Um, high 2GA, solid rebounder, a little bit of steals. One through nines offensively are fun, especially for a power forward. Um, his defense needs work. I mean, I think he's a bench scorer at some point, you know, for a contending team. I don't think he's a guy that without massive boots is, boosts is ever going to start. But he's a guy coming off the bench, average 12, 13 a game, grab a few boards, um, and not kill you defensively, which is exactly how he was written. He was just, you know, I think that every draft you don't need, like, this guy's top 10 and this guy sucks. Like, there are guys that, 
you know, are serviceable that just aren't studs. And I think that he's a bench player, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that um, you can't – maybe you could put him on one now, but he, you would like a little bit more defense. But, yeah, I think that he's exactly what I thought. Just try to, you know, a solid player but not extraordinary, a little bit older, so it makes him a little bit less valuable. And that's where I went with that. Um, I don't expect him to pass ever. Uh, but in a, in a redraft, you know, probably right where he went, 13, 14, 15, 16, you know, he's going to go to a guy, somebody that is competing. You know, he went to the Lakers, so who knows? Maybe the Lakers keep him starting at a small forward, but I could see him being moved to a, a contender for a future piece. Um. Just because he's not winning games for the Lakers, but he's, he might win a game or two that the Lakers don't want to win. Um, and then he gets a year older, so we shall see. Uh, Brinson. Brinson was fun. So I played volleyball in high school, and I was I was decent. And I played with a kid that ended up um, getting a full ride. He went to Pepperdine, blew out his knee. Anyway, it was kind of written with him in mind. Kid was a phenomenal volleyball player, and he was even more fun to watch on a basketball court because the kid can literally, what I wrote in this, you could throw the ball anywhere near the rim, and the kid would dunk it. Same thing on a block. Like, he'd be on the other side, and you, he'd be nowhere near the play, and he would, he would swat the ball. So um, I kind of wrote him with that in mind. Um, the kid didn't have the kid I knew didn't have like a, a post game per se. He was a lot of dunk, you know, especially at seventeen. He was dunking a lot of, of a lot of misses and he was rebounding and just putting it back up. So he didn't have a post game, which is kind of how I wrote this. Um, and then he was a phenomenal rebounder. So I, I'm he was a guy I actually tried to trade for him because for my team, I don't necessarily need scoring, but his his uh Overall rebounding would have been really fun. Um, not going to shoot a ton. I thought his his percent would be higher just because of how he scores, but his, that his volume would be exactly where it was. Um, really high blocks. You know, the 5 PD obviously hurts, but we've talked about that. I don't think PD kills, kills uh, value as much as it used to. Um, at least I know for me it doesn't. Like, I'd rather have it opposite... Five four seven five, but seven four five five is easy to work with when you know you're getting rebounding and blocks out of him. Um, if his volume gets to like 40, 42, like he's going to be a really, really wanted commodity. But moving forward, um, yeah, KJ nailed him outside of the percent. I think where do you go? Like fourteen, I think, to the Clippers. Um, the Clippers are a mess. I think they have like five guys rostered. He's banking on Jodson or Doyle in free agency. Like I, ju- I just don't know where his head's at for next season. Um, so yeah, I, I'm curious to see what he does with him. I think he ends up moving for a piece that he deems more ready now. Um, but yeah, I'll take him for the same offer I offered you yesterday, X. And then you pulled a smath and said yes, and then said, oh, crap, that, that pick's too far away. I'm going to try for something else. So, good job, buddy. All right. 
right down the list. Kenyon Bell went to Smath again. I think he went 10th. Uh, this was probably the pick that, that Smath regrets the most. And not because of the player he got, who is a well-rounded, exactly what I thought. And I think I said it in the write-up that every draft has a 3 and D player. And this was that guy. Um, shoots a 3 well with a decent amount of volume. Some steals, almost no turnovers, and then 8-7-3-6 defensively. Perfect. Plug him in at, at shooting guard, small forward. Um, you know, in the future, is he more of a of a bench piece that comes in, backs up both, and maybe, you know, you can slide guys around so he's getting 25, 30 minutes a game? Maybe. But, I mean, he's startable. You'd, small forward-wise, you'd hope he rebounded a little bit better, but eh, is what it is. Um, the reason that Smath is, is frustrated is because he wanted a point. I think he wanted to come out of this with like a, a point guard, Watson, and a shooting guard. And he got Bell and he got uh, Watson, obviously, but he didn't end up getting the point guard. And there were presumed he didn't like Kennington's write up, which is fine. I mean, you're not going to like everything you, but there ended up being three point guards in this draft that were like going to be way like a, around for a long time that pass and steal and he uh you know he missed Francis by a pick so we'll get to Francis when we do but um who the hell are we just talking oh uh Bell Bell's exactly you know no he wasn't written about anybody he was just a three and D that you know did exactly that so uh good job KJ Uh, Brunson, point guard, he went fifth to the Lions. Um, <laughs> it's funny because every draft, so when I'm competing and I don't have picks, even if I have like 25, I, you know, I'm taking best available player most likely. But, you know, I pay attention a lot to the drafts where I'm, I'm in the top 10 and then I, obviously I wrote this one, so I would have been paying attention regardless. Like, I, I wrote the one with, like, uh, Adam Dins and Barry, and I was in the playoffs, and I didn't have a pick. But I still clearly knew everything about that. And Drizzy messaged me, and he's like, dude, what what am I doing? And I was like, well, I can tell you who the first four are, because I talked to the GMs. And I said, at five, you can go. And I said, you give me your picks. I don't want to put guys in your head, and I'll tell you what I think. And he gave me three guys, and they were the three guys I had pegged at five, six, and seven. Peters wasn't one of them. So I was convinced that X was going to end up with, with Peters. Because um, I thought that five, six, seven would be some combination of Brunson, Jones, and Mason. And I got two of them right, and then one of them fell a little bit. But, um, yeah, when... Uh, Brunson was kind of written like this with adding guys from last year that he was good against. You can kind of compare him when he's a high school player. Um, clearly, I didn't think he would be like 100 assists, even though that's kind of how he was written because he dominated high school. But he was fun to write. Um, he's not going to kill you with volume. He doesn't rebound at all. But assist, steal, pretty good turnover, 82, 70, 50. And then... Four seven one eight on on defense isn't going to kill you either, and he's only eighteen. I mean, it's clear he's the the point guard of the future for for the Lions, which is you know great for me. Um, 
So we'll see moving forward. Almost nailed, KJ nailed it. Um, I thought his defense would have been a little bit weaker, like a maybe like a four six one eight. But I mean, is what it is. Um, for the yeah, I would have taken him anywhere from five to seven, um, in a redraft. I think not not need, but you're not taking like for me. I was I did not consider Brunson at four because I had Timkins and them. At least Barkley is point guard, shooting guard, small forward, so I could play them both next season and then decide what I want to do. Like you take Brunson, you already have to make a. I would have already had to make a decision. Um. So, yeah, um, I think he's clearly the best point guard. I think he's better than Francis and definitely better than Kennington. But man. I would have loved to have any of the three of them. So if you drafted them and you want Timkins over them, um, please hit me up. Let's see. Grades. Uh, Jarek Morris, center, B-19. This was the fun one. I wrote him, I think, is this the guy I have? That's all over the place. Yeah, this was the guy that had no stats. Um which makes it really hard to just have any idea of what he did. Um, that I wrote him that he was a top player, great shooter, and then he got hurt. Um, and that his defense was unknown at the time, and that it was still unknown. I think KJ took him at like 20 or 22 or 19 or something. Let's see. 19. Went to the, the, the Bulls. And Morrison ended up good. You know, he doesn't have a ton of volume. 35-50 and 38-39 from three. He's a solid rebounder. He's got some blocks. And, you know, 7-4-5-4-2-3-7-3. Eh. Plug him in. Get to see him shoot. Um, you hope that he progresses. I he Again, I don't. I didn't really have a vision for him. This was kind of left up to KJ for what he wanted to do for him defensively. But offensively, it's exactly what I thought. Maybe a little bit more volume, but again... Not everyone can have volume, so pretty awesome job with this, and I'm, you know, excited to see him, especially being a, a center only. It, it him having the seven oh oh, you don't have a ton of outside defense at centers, especially like, okay, for instance, like you play the Kings, like you can't put you can't start Baker or Tucci at center because you have Jodson, so like. It's not only do you have to have a power forward center that can do it. Um, you have to have a team that doesn't have a guy that they start a center only. So it's a little bit the the percent that you're going to see somebody is less. Um, draft info. Nope. Grades. Uh, all right. Mookie Smalls. Uh, power forward center. 21. C plus. Uh, this was my other cat. A little pipsqueak that's sleeping right now. Um, Name Mookie. Uh, side note, yes, my girl does like the Red Sox, but when we bought them, there were four kittens in the litter, two were sold. They were Caroline and Boston, and then we got Fenway and Mookie. So we kept Mookie's name, and I changed Fenway to Chipper. So, yeah, a uh, little, little side note. But, yeah, wrote him as like a, a guy that kind of went up the draft boards. Where is he? Um, that, you know, he, he walked on at Texas. 
phenomenal rebounder, a guy that if he learns how to score and then would be dominant, and then a guy that can block. Um, also extremely low foul, which is, you know, I assume why I think the Lakers snagged him, why the Lakers like him so much because they like that, the, the quirky, the quirkiness of a player. But um, if you look at his ratings, doesn't shoot a ton, but he shoots a high percent. Great rebounder. I think he had the highest blocks in the blocks in this. And I ended up writing because we were missing, not missing blocks, but there were four or five guys over 50. It just kind of came well-rounded. Um, so, yeah, he's kind of exactly who I thought. And if he gets a little bit more volume and, and some one through nine progressions, he's going to be a solid player. Um, yeah, that's almost exactly how what I thought he would be. So that's fun. Let's see. Julio Jeffrey, shooting guard, point guard, 23, C+. Plus. Just a, a, a scoring combo guard that's a little bit older that maybe plug in and play somewhere. Um, he doesn't do a ton else. He passes a little bit. Um, really shitty defensively. So I just, he's nothing more. He's exact. like I said, there's just going to be guys that are going to land in the 20s if you write 26 players. And he was one. Um, now, can he get some progressions and become a decent scorer? Absolutely. But, you know, he's not a guy that anybody's going to be trading any future assets for. Uh, but he did come out more or less what I thought. Um, he actually is, has uh, more passing than I, I originally had, had thought. But, again... You know, KJC's a little different or, or, or bumps it because he, he lowers some of the volume or, or whatnot. So, yeah. <clears throat> All right, now we're getting into – there's not a ton of guys really I want to talk about. Any, like Peyton Baldwin's kind of a fun player. KJ added center availability to him. Uh, he's 20. He's a C plus. I think he landed with the Lions. Um, Baldwin. Yeah, he doesn't score at all, but he – 74-74 rebounder with 54 block, and he's a 6-6-8-6 defense. Uh, so, you know, he's going to do a lot of, like, little things. He doesn't have steals, but he'll be one of those guys that is is on a bench roll, you know. I don't want to say he's like Baker because Baker's better. He's got, he's got more steals and clearly better one through nines, and who knows what this guy. But he's going to be like a Baker role where, like, you put him on a team with two scorers and you just let him rebound and defend. So these guys are, are coveted when, when they're needed. And I think that that's the problem is that sometimes they're not needed at the time. So their value takes a hit, but then all of a sudden if he gets to like an eight drive defense, now all of a sudden everybody against Falwell is going to want him, you know? So time will tell on his value moving forward, but he's almost exactly what I thought he would be. Um, yeah, he, he probably has too much volume, but I know that you have to have some volume so that they don't um, retire you. So he's the guy that if I, you know, it, if they wouldn't retire him, he would have like a nine volume. But there's only so much you can do with that. Uh, let's check time. All right, five minutes. All right, so I'm going to talk about Francis here. Francis was kind of written as like a a, we, a worse Brunson. The combination of the two of them was like a, a McMahon-ish with 
you know, a little bit more passing, and they both kind of became that. Uh, Brunson, Brunson's percent is a little bit higher than than uh, what's his name? Who's the other guy? Oh, Francis. Um, neither of them can rebound, and then he's seventy three fifty six fifty three compared to eighty two seventy fifty. Um, where Brunson has the seven drive defense, which if I'm going for a point guard, I'm going for a drive defense over outside. And yeah, I'm and Brunson's better one through nines offensively as well. So Brun Francis ended up being a worse version of Brunson, who was kind of like a McMahon stealish one, who didn't he ended up not having the one through nine. So again. All in all, it was a lot of fun to 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 draft high up in a in a draft that you you create, um, but at the same time, it's almost I not that I knew because you don't know what KJ is going to do. Like if I had known that, I would have debated Brunson at four had Barkley gone ahead of ahead of it. But instead, I had my mind made up that it was Mason. So, um. Yeah, all in all, like the biggest surprise for me from my write up was was Peters. I thought he'd have more volume, um, which in turn, in my head, killed the value of him. When in reality, it didn't. Um, and then the guy who not that I thought fell further than he he should, just because usually power forward centers that are. You know, can score and defend, uh, score and rebound, and block, jump up. It was Mason, but you know, of course, he went to Smath, who now has riches of bigs. He won't be keeping all of them. He needs a point guard. He needs, but, um, yeah, I, I think the draft class ended up a lot of fun. Um, I'm excited to see him, and uh, hope you enjoyed him. And I'm out in uh, Creasy. I hope you give me a lotto in two seasons.